Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide. Bill Heineke, who is based in Bangkok, is the legend and real person behind the entire minor global empire. He started in such a small way as a miner, and that's why his company is called that. And now, as a considerably more mature gentleman, his empire includes masses of hotel brands and private aviation and ships and land and elephant conservation, and fast food, and goodness knows what else. And he has a keen interest in everything, from design to, well, what's going on and what can make life better for everybody. But let's hear Bill talk for himself. Over to my guest this week, Bill Heineke. Bill, you have so many unique features. Minor to me is the only company in the world that not only has 530 hotels and resorts in 54 countries, but you have elephants, you have aviation, you can fly people through the sky. And at some of those lovely resorts, you can even take them on the water. Bill, is there anything that Miner has not got in its portfolio that you would dream of having? Uh, we haven't got any cruise ships yet. Uh, yeah, well, Bill, there are lots going, and <laughs> I can see you looking after some of the smaller, more exclusive ones, rather exactly. than one of the biggies. Where do you get all your energy from, Bill Heineke? Uh, sleeping well at night. <laughs> you know, I really, uh, uh, have, I go to sleep, I sleep very well, no matter what the problems are. To me, it's, there's always another day and the next day to get going. So Now, you are Thai and you live in, in Thailand, which is a home of meditation. Do you meditate and uh, practice mindfulness? No, I can't say that I do. I spend a lot of time getting massaged, which I find very relaxing. Uh, you know, I've been spending time at our new wellness clinic, which is Raksa, uh, and having IV treatments now, which are becoming commonplace throughout the world to fill you with energy and, and rejuvenate your brain cells and various other things, uh, which uh, now a resort isn't a resort, it seems, unless it has some sort of wellness component that gives you instant uh, improvement. When did you first realize the importance of wellness? You had Mandara spas years ago before um, competitors thought of the importance of spas, but you moved on into wellness before everybody else. I think because we see wellness uh, as really uh, something which is becoming more and more important to everyone. 
for example, uh, you know, we have a clinic La Prairie now in, in Bangkok. Mm. Uh, we did a deal with the clinic La Prairie out of Switzerland in Montreux, and we opened one here, which will be like a satellite. So you can do certain aesthetics and certain things here. And if you want something very major that requires two weeks, then you'll go to Montreux in Switzerland. But we can handle for those uh, three to five day trips uh, and uh, catering to a lot of the people in Asia to give them their first exposure to Clinic La Prairie. We also partnered with uh, the biggest uh, wellness operator in India and, and, and Africa called uh, VLCC. And we've opened the first uh, wellness uh, resort in Huyen at the Avani Hotel there. And as you probably know, Huyen is big with the Indian wedding scene, mm-hmm. and it's big with Indian tourists. And so uh, we expect that that will be a very interesting experiment for us. Raksa is a joint venture with the uh, Bumarat Hospital, mm-hmm. Vital Life of the US, and uh, and we have uh, uh, launched that uh, project, which is a, it's a, it's a competitive Shivazam, I have to say, it's a competitive Kamalaya. And in my opinion, it is the best. It's the most expensive. It's the biggest investment uh, that I've seen in the wellness area in Thailand. And it's uh, extraordinary. And I, I can't wait to have you see it and see what's there. Now, it's interesting you say expensive because there are people who say that in hospitality anyway, at the upper level, expense is giving way to value. People want value for what they're spending and they don't mind how much they spend as long as they're getting value and in the wellness uh, a category this is actually exacerbated isn't it it is so important if you get value for um, what is happening so we're seeing minor bringing wellness and all its um, elements really to the fore This includes sleeping well, great beds. This includes food. You have within your portfolio, goodness knows how many thousands of restaurants, but how do they interact with the lodging and the wellness side? We pioneered, as you probably remember, bringing Zuma to Thailand, and mm-hmm. we positioned that uh, next to the Anantara Siam in the St. Regis Hotel, which we own. Uh, we also put Zuma at the Anantara in Phuket as a pop-up, mm-hmm. uh, so that interacted uh, well. We've uh, we bought Benihana globally. We have one in the Avani, the two Avani hotels in Bangkok, and the Avani hotel in Pattaya. So uh, definitely uh, different aspects of uh, our restaurant activities have interacted. Uh, we own Wolseley in London, Colbert, and we certainly see opportunities for Wolseley and Colbert in different parts of the world. And the experiment that we're doing in the spa thing to go back there is the fact that we're going to see what works and then we're going to roll it out to those countries that have uh, similar needs, whether it be in Spain or in Africa or in uh, the Middle East, uh, that will we'll know uh, wellness that we've made work in a market like Thailand. This is superb that you have brought up uh, Africa. I've just been reading a Financial Times article pointing out the opportunities that are in uh, Francophone Africa. The challenge there seems to be so many of the rulers along the western side of Africa have been around for about 30 years and are septuagenarians, which is the ideal market for your wellness, isn't it? 
anti-aging. Where does anti-aging fit into the eternally youthful bill listing? <laughs> well, I think uh, one of the things that uh, I like to believe is that I'm I'm a proponent of wellness. So I'm I believe in believe in it uh, and and anti-aging especially. And so it's all about uh, having the right nutrients, uh, getting the right sleep, eating the right foods, doing the right exercise. And it doesn't mean having to do a regime of uh, yoga or Pilates or whatever. It means just being active and doing the right thing. And uh, and as a result, I expect to live to be 100 okay. in the same condition as I currently am. Thank goodness. I'll see you around in 45 years' time, Bill. Um, Bill I wish. I, I'm going to be there very quickly, maybe uh, quicker than you. <laughs> Bill, um, before we leave you, what did you have for your breakfast this morning? I had black coffee. Oh. I do in- interim fasting as part of my regime. So I fast uh, for until lunchtime. Uh, I have no sugar or nothing that does it, so I keep burning fat until about lunchtime that I have a fantastic lunch, anything I want, and I usually have a fantastic dinner, and then I start fasting again from 8 o'clock until noon the next day. Bill, one of these days I will try and follow you. Now, you are in 54 countries. You have mentioned the importance of the Indian subcontinent, the African continent, you are already in South America. Where are you not that you want to be geographically? Well, we're not in the United States, except we do have one uh, NH hotel, which is due to open this uh, the next couple of months in New York, uh, depending on uh, the, the situation there. And uh, and then we that's the only presence we have in the United States. We have a good, very strong presence through NH and with Anantara and Taboli and everything starting in South America, uh, we must have 50, 60 hotels in South America. We've got a couple of hundred in Europe. We're well, well uh, established in Africa. We're well established throughout the Middle East. We're well established in Asia. We're well established in Australia. So probably it's America and Japan. Bill, do you have any challenges in growing the whole minor empire? If so, what are they? Uh, they usually dwell around people. So oh, okay. people are probably the most important thing. More recently, I would say money has become pretty important because mm. uh, most of the, uh, the the hospitality companies of the world have had a, a difficult uh, last mm. one or two years. Mm. So certainly you don't want to run out of money in this game. Can we talk about people? What do you mean by people? Um, ownership challenges, management challenges, or finding the supply of enthusiastic youngsters to come in. Finding passionate people that, that, that love this industry as much as uh, all of the other committed individuals do. You know, this is an industry that you, it's not a, a, uh, uh, an eight to five job. It's a, it's a lifestyle. You've got to adapt to it. You've got to be passionate about it. You've got to be interested in Africa and wildlife and wellness. And, you know, you've got to enjoy these areas and, uh, to be totally committed to it. And, and you're not going to be successful in this industry unless you're totally committed to it. And it's, it's refreshing to see through the, the more difficult times that we've experienced in the last couple of years that there's so many passionate people that are still dedicated to this industry. This is the oldest industry in the world. So, uh, or maybe the second oldest, I'm not sure what. <laughs> it is rather ironic 
that there's no shortage of enthusiastic teenagers who want to go into technology and startups, and they're prepared to sleep on somebody's floor and work seven days a week, 21 hours a day. And yet the hospitality leaders say, where can we find people? Do you think the current uh, training schedule for newcomers into hospitality needs revamping in this era of new look hospitality, Bill? I think so, because there's so many new areas of the hospitality. As we talked about wellness, you've got to Mm. know about wellness in order Mm. to be able to deliver the the promise. Uh, You know, we've just formed a uh, joint venture with La Roche and opening our hotel school, which opens, I think, next month. And uh, and that will start to, to, you know, grow locally, great talent. Uh, and that talent, uh, we also expect to draw talent from Europe that may want to come and spend a year or two in Asia attending the same courses at La Roche. I think they'd absolutely love it, particularly if there is an inspiring leader. I've said for years, for decades actually, that what hospitality needs are heroes. And if we think of the heroes of the past, names of Hilton, for instance, there were some, uh, Cesar Ritz, there were some great heroes. We need heroes today. We need you having your own blog, your own television show, Bill. Um, And do you think that your unique association with um, elephant conservation brings in a new element of attraction for passionate youngsters today. Absolutely. You know, sustainability and, uh, is, is one of our key uh, 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 you know, resources, I would say, within our group. We spend a lot of time trying to focus on not only elephants in the north, but coral in the Maldives and turtles in the south of Thailand and, you know, various other things uh, throughout the world. And you know what? It's today the young people that are passionate about getting into business are not only passionate about making money. That, that very often is a secondary factor. They're passionate about what we'll do for, for the world, for the, for the globe, for, for the environment. And that's what you've got to do. And if you're not demonstrating that in your, your daily work, in your daily ethos, then you're not going to get these young people. And that's one of the reasons why we're so adamant and we publish every year, you know, our own uh, report on what we're doing for the, the global, uh, uh, for the world. And we, we also uh, show clearly what we're trying to do and what our goals are. And that's why we're in the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. And that's why we're in the FTSE for Good Index. You know, and we strive to do those things to demonstrate to the young people that they can join us and still do something good for the country and for the world. This is yet another unique facet of the whole minor operation. You have so many elements of what you're doing. I think that the elephants are getting through to many, many people. They're fun. I I remember being a mahout for a day and it was the greatest fun when the elephant rolled over and I was covered in mud. But that just made it fun. Do you... you realize- Taking that uh, that experience to schools all around the world now with Zoom uh, conferences and Zoom live yeah. meetings with the elephants. Oh goodness, yeah! I, actually, um, you are using technology to take us forward. 
Exactly. John Roberts is heading that, and, and yeah. I just watched his latest uh, uh, blog on uh, on what he's doing with a bunch of kids, and they're teaching uh, them, you know, how to uh, what what chemicals will keep elephants away from from uh, from you know orchards and other things, so that they can the farmers won't be bothered by them. And we're trying to do that by testing it with. PET bottles of, uh, of smelly stuff, which we, when we don't open the lids, then the elephants will come in. And when we open the lids, then hopefully it keeps the elephants out. So, uh, Bill, you are looking at new luxury. New luxury to me includes sustaining the world, sustaining the environment, sustaining the locale, and looking after people with thoughtfulness. What's your last thought, typically, before going to sleep at night, Bill? Mm. Uh, what I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> Bill Heineke has just shown that to be a man of many parts in today's life, it just takes passion and it takes a creative mind and a willingness to consider something new. Since I chatted with Bill a couple of days ago, by the way, um, one of his brands, Avani Plus, has started its own TikTok streaming, which shows that once again, Bill and his boys and girls are in many ways leading hospitality into the new life. Thank you, Bill. And I will be back to speak to you again next week. And next week, I'm going to be talking to Arash Azarbazin, a Persian gentleman who has been in the States for many, many years, and he's eternally young, just like Bill. Arash is the COO of SH Hotels and Resorts, Barry Steinlitz Group, which encompasses uh, Baccarat Hotels, One Hotels, and Treehouse Hotels. And goodness knows what Barry and Arash are going to get up to next. Come and share my conversation next week. Can't wait to hear, have you. Bye now. You've been listening to the Mary Gosselow Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Allmont Global and in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.